Welcome to The Music Buzz, the podcast where we talk music, pop culture, and current events while we get a good buzz. We're your hosts, Justine Avila and Lauren Brumley. What up, dog? What up? I can't believe we made this work. I'm really proud of us. Should we like officially start this thing? Yeah, should we do it? Welcome to The Music Buzz. This is episode 5000. <laughs> <laughs> this is mini-sode number one. We just wanted to remind you guys that we are in fact alive. We are not done making episodes. 2020 has just not quite had in store <laughs> what we thought it was going to. You know, we're all just doing our best out here. Yeah, it's May and this is the first episode we've recorded of this year, but we're still doing it. We're here. We're still alive. Jay, do you want to tell the people what you're buzzing on today? Um, I have a nice coffee at this moment. Okay, um, I love that for you. I mean, I may just like crack a beer. What are you doing? I got myself a nice glass of Tempranillo. Look at you go. From Barcelona? <laughs> no, I wish. It's actually really cheap. It's from Trader Joe's. Oh, I'm pretty you. sure it was $4. So it's um, probably the best kind. I mean, yeah, like by critics' standards, it's probably not that good. <laughs> but like for my unrefined palate, like it's a true treat. And also like for a quarantine palate, at this point, I feel like anything goes. Like if someone put oh, garbage yeah. in front of me, I'd be like, all right, well, totally. got to try it. Honestly, if you brought over a big bottle of Behringer, I would be like, oh, my God, love it. Or like barefoot. I would be like, Wow. What a blessing. <laughs> Living life to its fullest. That's the stage we're at in quarantine. I don't know about you, but my alcohol intake has probably tripled. Oh, same. It's like to the point where I'm like, do I even really need to eat food? Oh, I forget like, sometimes. There was a like, night this last week where like, I am pretty sure I ate a late breakfast and then I didn't eat lunch, started drinking wine at 3.30. And then by midnight, I was like, why is my stomach grumbling? I'm like, oh, because you had a bottle of wine as your only meal for the day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's quarantine vibes. There's no rules in quarantine. No. As people say, none. it's airport rules. <laughs> like, oh. time doesn't matter. You can be, like, eating fried chicken and drinking wine at 8 a.m. There are just no rules. Exactly. Well, and I want to give a shout out to Trader Joe's for some incredible content during quarantine. Like, their Instagram with recipes has just been on fire. Wow, um, that's good to know. I don't follow them, but I guess I should. You really should because they make like amazing looking dinners and it's like five simple Trader Joe's ingredients. I and love that. uh it's pretty incredible. Okay, so, good to know. I highly recommend. I I am always down for like a new good Instagram follow because I follow so I think I follow 1600 accounts on Instagram. Even still, I'm like starving for content. So <laughs> Always down for a new, a new good Instagram follow. Well, I feel like this is my old person question, but like, because of the ones you follow, do you get fed the same people's accounts? Yeah. Like there are definitely okay. probably 20 accounts whose stuff I see and it all pops right. up first, but then it's like a vicious cycle because the more I watch those people's stories or engage with their posts, the more they show up first, which just pushes everyone else back. So I'll like randomly find people sometimes and I'm like I didn't even know I followed you on Instagram <laughs> totally so I think we should just update everyone on what we've been doing in quarantine we're on month what is it three now yeah I mean I mean 
Who knew that we had plans? Yeah, we had plans to like record, I think, in February. February got weird. (laughs) We both had birthdays. And then before you knew it, it was March and Corona made its way. This it's just not gone how we envisioned. Um, we planned on starting back strong in February, like Jay said. Here's the thing. Our intention (laughs) with season two is we wanted to interview some industry people, some artists, and still bring you like the current news and, you know, our thoughts and views on a lot of things going on. But we wanted to like incorporate new people to each episode, which honestly was squashed by Corona. So we still plan on doing that eventually once we're able. But for now, we're just going to bring you some season one vibes. (laughs) Season one Outer Banks vibes. Oh, I loved Outer Banks. Oh, do not even get me started. It was terrible. You hate it? It was actually terrible. I mean, are we getting off topic? But I just, I couldn't. Well, this is what we've been up to in quarantine. All we've been doing is watching Netflix. You know? It started out, honestly, it started out strong with Tiger King. Like, I was like, if this is quarantine content, then I'm here for it. (laughs) I was too. However, no one, I mean, speaking of music, no one warned me about the musical numbers and I was really thrown off by it. I, it was amazing, but I just, I feel like I needed to brace myself for the music videos from Tiger King. Yeah, I did as well. Did not know about them. And I like even started the season late. Like, I think I was like a week behind everyone. And like- A week everyone in quarantine time it. is like a lifetime. Yeah, no, I, I had heard like little rumors about it, but never did I expect what I saw. And then like the follow-up was like the best. I thought like the last episode that was like, oh, here's where everyone is right now was the best one. Oh, for sure. Well, and now all of these people are buying the rights to this story and they're making series and potentially movies based on the Tiger King story because it's, it really is such a good story and it's so insane. If you had told me that this was just a scripted show, I would believe you because I would be like, there's no way in the world that all of these insane things could happen to the same group of people. And yet, yeah. It's real. It's very real. On the music front, what have you been listening to in quarantine? Have you been like gravitating towards a certain genre or a certain vibe? Because I definitely have. So I'm curious if you have. Ooh, that's interesting to hear. So I think I've been listening to some older records in a sense that like high school records. That I forgot about, but it's mainly because, and I will tell you why, I've been cooking so much. So I, like, listen to a record while I cook, and I'm like, okay, like, it just brings me, I don't know. It's like a sense of nostalgia, I guess, which I was reading classic rock music now, and even some of the classic country songs are on the rise because it's a sense of comfort. Like, it brings back that nostalgia. But... And we can get into it in a little bit. I have been listening to all the new music coming out. And, like, don't get me started <laughs> on the quarantines. Oh, like, if I never have to hear another quarantine, it can't be soon enough. Amen. But before we do that, what have you been listening to, Lauren? So I was going to say, like, the psychoanalyst in me was going to say, if you're listening to throwback songs, it 
totally is like you searching for comfort in that music because it's something that you know it's something you're familiar with it makes total sense I have found myself listening to a lot of older stuff too but I have been gravitating towards upbeat feel good R&B tinged pop that has been my go-to like I'm listening to a lot of Doja Cat listening to Brockhampton listening to Law. oh wow a lot of stuff that's like just feel good probably for the same reasons of it just being comforting all of quarantine is so stressful just being like what the heck is going on in the world that I need feel good music you know yeah I'm right there with you on it like that makes total sense to me and in I feel like again we're going off topic and we have a lot to to cover but in the same realm of feel good, I never thought I would be like a TikTok person. Oh, but let me tell you, like I get on that app and then like 45 minutes later, I'm like, what just happened? Justine, I did not know you were on TikTok. This news to me. Oh, yeah, girl. Wow. Like, here's here's the thing. I'm on TikTok because the entire music industry right now is like, oh, my God, we got to get our music on TikTok. Yes. Like, we got to make our our videos go viral and then my boy drake uh released his what was that slide song you know left foot slide is that what it's called i just sounded like the whitest i've ever sounded yeah you white (laughs) uh but he like released it and it's like essentially a tiktok song and there's all of those dances and now everyone's like trying to do the same thing yeah well it's like it's just the hottest platform right now and so everyone's trying to figure out how they can leverage it. And I think the biggest thing about it, which we had the same thing when Vine was out, is that it's the app that the young people are on. Because like the olds have infiltrated Facebook. The olds have infiltrated Instagram. <laughs> the olds. They have. <laughs> like, so like TikTok right. is how you really get a pulse on like what the kids are into because whatever is viral there is what's viral with the youths, you know? Yeah. But the youths are crazy. Yeah. Like, have you seen some of the like... uh? What do you call them? Like not, not like stunt like videos, pranks? but I guess they're like, yeah, yeah. Like these kids are nuts, and I honestly I feel bad for these parents stuck in the house <laughs> with them. Like they're like messing stuff up for hours on end to try to like make a video. Oh yeah, no, they're little punks. Also, a lot of them, or a lot of the in like TikTok influencers that I've seen live on their own, and some of them are fifteen and sixteen years old. I'm like, where are your parents? My mom wouldn't let me out of her sight when I was 15, much less living in a house with a bunch of like 18 year olds playing pranks well, so and drinking White Claws. I know. But like, you know that that's a thing now, right? Like influencer oh, yeah. houses. It's like they would like name it creator collectives, but it's like a bunch of kids that sign up to like live in a house and that's what they do all yeah. day is like create videos. Oh, yeah. It's basically like the fraternity of social media. Right. It's like real world yeah. for influence right. for social media. We, okay. I'm glad to know that you're on TikTok because we need to do an entire episode on it because I have so many thoughts, so many feelings. There is so much to unpack with it. So I'm glad that you're on it so that we can like dig in. Wow. I'm like, I'm surprised that you're this surprised that I'm on I'm it. not. Like, I just... I thought I would have heard your thoughts on it, but I just hadn't heard, so I just didn't know. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, low-key Here's on the thing. It. Like, I feel like our age group is, like, in one of two categories. They're either in it and they're trying to keep up with the kids and figure out what's cool and they're just all about it. Or they're like, I'm too old. I'm not interested. And so I didn't know if you were like, that's not for me. 
And I could see why. Because for a long time, I was like, I'm too old for this app. And it wasn't until like January or February that I even downloaded it and started watching them. But then after quarantine started, I was like, what else do I have to do for eight hours a day? Then scroll TikTok. Right. Honestly, same. I mean, and I think like it was it, honestly the exact same. Like I downloaded the app, had it for a while. And I was like, I don't have time to be watching these videos. And now that I have time, I'm like, you're like the kids are funny. Oh, so funny. They're so good. They are so good. And that's what I think I was talking to someone else about this. But like, that's the part that I think is so funny about this. It's like the democratization of viral and celebrity videos. It's like ordinary kids that have the best videos. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not necessarily a celebrity, even though it's funny to see the celebrities try to keep up. Totally. Okay, we're doing it up. Our next episode, make sure to tune in because we are talking about TikTok. <laughs> yes, we okay, are. I love that for us. Okay, circling back to music, I want to talk about quarantines because you brought up such a good point that I have been thinking about in quarantine. Every All of these artists have started releasing songs that they've been writing in quarantine, which is great. I love that this time has been useful for artists who have been at home a lot. They're writing a lot. That's great. What we do not need is a song to remind us of this time. If you want to write a hundred songs about just your life in quarantine, I love that for you. I don't want to hear six feet away. I don't want to hear we're in this together. I don't want to hear I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house bored because in a few months when this is over, I don't want to think about this time period anymore. And that song is going to be irrelevant. Right. You're totally right. I was I was trying to like think about this. Like I was like, oh, maybe this is like one of those things where it marks like a period yeah. of time. Like, you know how like some of the old wartime tunes, like you were like, oh, okay. That's like definitely like a World War II Yeah, like it was a cultural moment. Or that was, right, exactly. This cultural moment, is so blah it like doesn't like create a sense of nationalism i don't know if i'm describing yeah. this right right but it's not like i'm creating a sense of pride about my country I, it's more like this is terrible this is a worldwide pandemic i never want to think about this again and i hope it never happens yeah. again well it's like, like if you... it's not like Sorry. yeah you know what i mean well, it's no, just like I, I a couple years yet. from now like maybe even at the end of this year you'd be like oh yeah this song was great it made it you know, made me happy while I was in quarantine. A couple of years from now, you're never going to put on six feet away and be like, oh, what a banger. Like this gets me in my feels. No, I don't want to remember how horrible that was. We would rather forget. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I think you brought up this point. People are listening to it and like consuming because it maybe it's like it captures perfectly what they're feeling in this moment. Yeah, right. It's, it is relevant right now. So like people are definitely loving it right now. And some of those songs are performing really well on streaming services, but it's the longevity of it all. I just feel like if I were working directly with artists, I would be like, if you want to write this song and put it out on your YouTube channel, sure. But like doing a huge push for a song that's going to be relevant for not that long, hopefully, is just not worth it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not. But at the same time, like you say that, but then all a bunch of artists are trying to make themselves relevant on yeah. TikTok right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like grabbing kind of whatever you can. I guess so. You yeah. know? Okay. What do you think about all of the live streams? Because I feel like we've been inundated with so many and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. 
Well, and you can be okay. Be honest. I, it's kind of it's twofold. I think it's just like what do you call it? It's like a bell curve. It like it was at the beginning. Artists like had to figure out how to do it. Now they're all doing it, and then like everyone's over it, so it's coming back down. Yeah, they're not happening anymore. And I think honestly, I think they're great in a sense that okay, this is like entertaining, but I just don't think it has to your point about longevity any longevity to it because like one of the greatest things about live music is like the camaraderie and the community feel of being in a group seeing an totally. artist yeah I you agree. know what i mean i think at some point and i think it already happened because the weather is getting nice people have stopped doing as many live streams because more people are going outside and like everyone's already done yeah. one like it's the market got saturated totally. so like now it has to be like a special thing like, oh, we're doing a live stream about the songwriter or this artist going through almost like an interview. Like, I almost think of it like a, watching a YouTube video about an artist now, because at the beginning, right, like in March and April, it was like, OK, we're flooded with live streams every single night. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel the same at first, like it, in the middle of March, when everything really, really shut down and like no one could leave their houses. I was all about it because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm bored. I'm chilling at home cooking dinner. Like, sure, it's 6 and 7 p.m. Like, I'll throw on an Instagram live. I'll watch a Facebook live. And it was nice entertainment at first. But then the more artists that started doing it, it's more annoying than anything else because especially because of the way that Instagram in particular is set up. All your live streams show up first on your stories list. And so it's like, yeah, so annoying to just have to filter through all these people that are live. And you're like, I actually don't care. It turns out, but I'm with you. It was, it was right. cool at the beginning. And then it's just been, it's just too saturated at the moment. And I do feel like people are starting to like feel the weight of that. I definitely think there were a lot of people tuning in in the beginning. And now it's probably less than that. Because like you said, people are kind of coming out of quarantine, at least here in Nashville. And a lot of places that, you know, have started the open opening back up process, but it's just a lot. No, totally. And I remember like, I think it was one night in, in the beginning of April, like my Instagram feed at the top for stories was mm -hmm. all live stream. Like you could scroll the top and it was everyone going live, whatever, whatever. And like now it's like one or two. Maybe. I still feel like mine is so many. Yeah. Do you? Granted, I follow 1,600 well, people. So. <laughs> I was That's about to say. Why. That may be part of the reason, but, like, still, I'm just, like, it, it's coming down a little bit. But I'm curious to see, like, on that note, Lauren, for, like, the future, right? Because, and I feel like this is a whole other episode in and of itself, because we can't have live mm -hmm. shows right now. So, like, what do you do to make it special that's not just yeah. a live stream. Well, and I think those are the ones and that are worthwhile now. Like now just being live and playing music isn't enough. Now it's like, okay, if you have a Q&A portion or if you have like another artist like going live with you from their house and you're playing and talking with each other right? or stuff like that, it's like almost like our appetites are bigger now because it's like okay well we've already had enough of people going live so unless you're offering something else on top of that it's not worth my time kind of thing but right. i do think like totally i think in a lot of ways quarantine has taught us how many things can be done remotely and 
I, I do think moving forward, artists will continue to do live streams because they've, it's an, it's actually a really nerve wracking thing to go live because it's not, at least at a live show, it's like you're feeding off the energy of the people that are in the room. And like, if you mess up, it's fine. Like no one's, you know, unless someone happens to have caught a video of that moment, it's not going to live on forever. Live streams, it's just like, you feel so exposed to people and you don't know if people are liking yep. it or like making fun of you or I don't know you just don't get any reactions back so it's like very nerve-wracking and even some of the biggest artists who have done live streams I've like watched and they're nervous and it's very obvious that they're nervous and I'm like you play for arenas full of people it's insane that you're nervous but it's a nerve-wracking thing but now that people have done it and have like gotten kind of used to it I do think some of those artists will like go live from their tour bus on tour or you know do more stuff like that in the future because they've kind of taken away some of the fear of it I guess yeah I agree with you on that I think to your point it's definitely been like almost a slow entry for some artists that were nervous about it but I still think again and you made this point as well playing for live audiences is that much more rewarding because yeah. you can tell people are into it like, it's just, it's kind of weird playing for a screen, even though you can, like, yeah. see the comments and stuff. It's just right. not the same. Because it's like, you're not hearing applause after your song. So it's like, you end and you're like, okay, was that good? Or <laughs> Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I'm curious to see, too, if, like, meet and greets and stuff will be switched to online oh, as I know. well. And honestly... I don't see why they couldn't be. And you could sell more tickets. Because there are a lot of online platforms where you can sell tickets to basically virtual meet and greets. If you think about it, you could sell so many yep. more tickets to that because they don't have to be there in person to do it. Exactly. It's actually exactly. a really smart like exactly. way to monetize for artists. And I think some are doing it. But again, like I think it's a cost benefit because part of the point of like the meet and greet is meeting yeah. the artist you right. love. You know what I mean? And getting that autograph and seeing them like yeah. actually autograph But there are ways it. that you can make it special as an artist doing that virtually. Like if, especially if it is a platform where you can kind of go like one-on-one, -on -one, like a FaceTime kind of situation with somebody, even just saying right. their names or like if they ask you to, you know, give a shout out to their friend that they can record or like sing you a piece of a song. There's definitely ways that you could make it worthwhile for somebody who's doing that virtually for sure. Agreed. So what... Okay, you've been listening to a lot of oldies. What new music have you liked that's come out since quarantine? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm going to go with, I love I the Duolipa record. I really love it. Like, I think it's a bop. I think it was kind of cool. She did that Amazon release as well. Like, she did an interview on Amazon Prime okay. or Fire TV. So you could like tune in and she was like, this is a little weird to be like broadcasting from my apartment in London. But like, here I am. It was cool for everything that happened. I think she did a great job promoting it. And I thought it was a great record. Also, I love the new yeah. McBride record. I thought it was Super good. awesome. Agreed. Yeah. What about you? What are like your top? songs or your top records during well i love the new lennon stella record so good 
Yes, um, that one was we great. We were supposed to see her yep. this summer, and that's obviously pushed back, which I'm sad about. But loving her record, we you're going to give me shade for this, but I love the new Lady Gaga Ariana Grande song, Right On Me. <laughs> yeah, I am. Even though I, like, didn't even get the lyrics right because I thought not she was alone. saying something else. I've seen so many people who have thought that it was, um, I'd rather be drunk, but at least I'm alive. But the line is actually, I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive. So rain on me. But a lot of people have said the same thing as you. Yeah. You're not alone. It's, it's very, very interesting. So why I'm curious why you like love it. Because I love mm-hmm. Stupid Love by her. I don't know. It's just a feel-good song. Like, it's just a big anthemic club bop. And we haven't had one of those in a long time. Right. Andrew and Blaze don't love it. So there's that. Well, they're the outliers. because mm-hmm. And actually, Andrew featured on a previous episode of music buzz you can go find that (laughs) wherever you find podcasts andrew even said after watching the music video that it did move the song up on on his sealed rating out of 10 so just something to think about that you have to go watch like a very expensive music video to actually like the song no i think you just need to listen to it more Mm. yeah Uh uh-huh maybe it needs (laughs) to grow on you (laughs) wow um what else have you been listening to lauren think let's see um i oh my gosh okay speaking i just really have been listening to like feel good pop it's it's just a problem but the new diplo songs um from i think it's an ep of his called snake oil yeah he has a song with jonas yeah his song with the jonas brothers called lonely is amazing and he has another song with cam the country artist cam that's fire as well so i really (sighs) love excuse me do do bless you oh yes Ooh, excuse me he's it's got not the corona, corona people. people it's just <laughs> wow it's literally verbatim it is just allergies we're down in the south it's real bad oh allergy season is horrid horrid it is terrible <laughs> um did you speaking of the jonas brothers did you watch the like follow-up uh with the live concert i did i didn't love it i i liked it but the first, I think the first documentary was called Happiness Begins. I forget what the second one was called. I liked the first one a lot. The second one was just kind of eh. Yeah. You I know? Mean, well, well, the first one, like, provided background, right? Like, yeah. This was just essentially their concert, like, a live concert going to the screen. Mostly, yeah. And there, there were some, like, backstage moments between that were okay. And honestly, it did make me wish even more that I had gone to their show when they came to Nashville because that record was my favorite record of last year, as we discussed on our last episode. Like, it was my life. So good. The songs are so good. I love their whole vibe from that tour with, like, the different colored suit matching suits. And I just loved it. Wish I had I remember. I gave you, I think I gave you mucho crap for it. Oh, you definitely did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget why I didn't go. Huh? I, I forget why I didn't go to that show, but I regret it. That's all I know. I, honestly, I regret it too. I'm trying to think what was going on. To be honest, we were probably at a different show. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I just don't know which one. But... Do you know how sad our December episode is going to be this year when we have no shows to recap? Uh, remember last summer we had festivals. Like, yeah. we would be one week away from going into CMA Fest oh my in Bonnaroo right now. That's so sad. Which is insane. I mean, I and like, again, I, we should do like a recap, but like, I'm curious to see what the CMA awards and ACMs look like this year. 
I know. Do you think that the rescheduled festivals in Nashville are going to go on as planned, like Bonnaroo and CMA Fest? Uh, So CMA canceled for the entire year. So they're not going to happen until 2021. That's right. They'll they'll have the CMA Awards. I don't see Bonnaroo happening in October. And I, I honestly don't see the other big festivals happening across the country. I could be wrong, but just even for the fall, I just don't see them happening. Like, do you? I don't either. Just because like, it's just too many people. I just don't see how it's physically possible. And it's especially in a situation like that. I don't know how it's really possible to mandate how many people can be in one area at a time. So it just seems like it's not going to happen. It's too much right. of a liability, I think, for the people putting and on those festivals. In Nashville, at least, like, well, I shouldn't say Nashville only, but, like, in the country genre, I don't know if you saw, like, kind of the headline this past week, but it was, like, summer 2020 is canceled, <laughs> which, and they, and that's because they announced, like, all of the tours yeah. this summer that went up are, like, either canceling or rescheduling for next year. Right. It's just kind of crazy because, like, I don't know if you thought about this, Lauren, but I definitely was giving it some thought. But I was like, my last live show was Rustin Kelly. Yeah. In in March. And like, I don't know. Not a sense of regret or anything, but like I definitely wouldn't have fiddled with my phone or like, you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? If I knew that that was gonna be my last live show for like months and months and months. Yeah, or we would have soaked it in more. Totally. And it was an amazing show. Like I would never take it back. But I remember like answering a couple text messages <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, I wasted some moments. Totally. I went to the bathroom, I think. And I'm like, what an idiot. Yeah, what was I doing? What was I thinking? That's so right. true. Exactly. I forgot that that was even in March, but it definitely was kind of like at the beginning of coronavirus where like mm-hmm. some people were wearing masks. I, I never for a second thought that we wouldn't go to that show, but I definitely remember yeah. being like, this is kind of weird. Because things were starting to kind of happen, but. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How and weird. then it was like, it almost snowballed because it was like a week later, everything was shut down. It's so crazy. It is so crazy to think about. I just, like, it was, I keep it thinking was about years from now, we're going to look back at 2020 and be like, it was just a literally a dark period. Like, not even just feeling wise. I just mean like nothing happened. Like, there were no concerts, there were no movie premieres, there were no parties. There, Well, some people are having parties, but like, it's just right. nothingness. It's just yeah. going to be so weird to look back on, I think. Like, it's, it's obviously weird in the moment, too. But like, the past couple months have flown by faster than I thought they would have. Just literally doing mm-hmm. nothing. To where it's like, there's so many months of this year that we've just had nothing going on. Yeah. And we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but like, it's crazy to like, essentially see your calendar be completely full through, you know, the fall and then essentially have everything wiped off. Yeah. Like, the only thing I have are like a couple of rescheduled weddings and that's it. Right. I mean, I have like so many concerts on my calendar. I think I, especially once everything officially like shut down, shut down and the stay at home order was placed and I got all my emails of canceled shows. It was like constant emails from Ticketmaster for like several days in a row. And I was like, this is so sad. And it's even more sad as as the dates of those shows have come up and I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh, I was supposed to be at Donovan Woods today. Or like, I was supposed to be seeing Noah Gunderson today. It's like, it's a bummer. Yeah. No, it totally is. I mean, and some of them, 
I don't even know when they're going to reschedule. Like, I don't, I don't know when Lena, Lennon's going to reschedule hers. Like, we were supposed to see David Ryan Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't know when that's happening. Noah Gunderson, don't know when that's happening. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just kind of crazy, too. Cause it's like, I don't know. Uh, someone else put this like a good way and I thought it was a good way to phrase it but it's like throughout the year you have like a lot of things to look forward to and I feel like live music is one of those things and like that's gone right you know so it's like oh okay now we have these milestones in our lives and like nothing with like celebration around it yeah well and it's sad too this is like such a silly thing but I have all my on my highlights on Instagram I've always mm-hmm. for the past two years I've like put all my concert stories on a highlight and my twenty nineteen yeah. one is just so sad. I mean my twenty twenty one is so sad. Right. I mean I do it's think like, that I don't know how the rest of this year will look, but like there will be a time where it's where it is back to at least mostly normal. Especially for some venues, it'll be easier than others just because of the way that they're structured. I wonder with for the Ryman, for example, I wonder if they would just sell tickets to like half the venue and ha- and like split the shows in two or something. I don't know. More spaced out. I don't know. I mean, it's like weird to think about too, right? Because it's so many logistics. It's like taking temperatures when you get in like extra security and also like in a in a venue like the Ryman and I'm sure they're thinking about this but they're in church pews so like even if you spread people out what happens if you have to go to the bathroom yeah you're gonna have to like slide past people Mm -hmm. you know what I mean which is like crazy to think about yeah that's true that's a good point I think they're probably not gonna schedule shows there until there's not such a concern of being in such close proximity to people which sucks because that probably will be a little while but it was interesting too to like kind of see different versions of shows or like attempts at different versions like i don't know if i told you this but my stepmom actually went to the keith urban show which was at a drive-in outside of oh and he did it for first responders but it was at a drive-in movie theater And essentially, everyone came in in their cars. You were allowed to, like, come with a group of people in your car. Mm -hmm. So, like, two or three that you were, like, quarantined with or, like, safe with. And he did it for first responders at Vanderbilt. And he performed. Well, that's cool. And the show went great. And he was essentially, instead of a movie on the screens, it was Keith Urban. And it was, like, a cool live concert. So did they, like, like, play the audio through their cars? uh, No. I think he played it live. There was a way, though, if you wanted to stay. Like, people were able to get out and, like, kind of sit on their hoods. But I don't know if this is for other venues, but I think this was for his. That he, you could also get the audio on the radio. So, like, tuned to a specific station. But I read an article following up, and he said it was essentially like playing a summer concert where everyone is tailgating. But instead of the tailgate, like, the show is the tailgate. (laughs) That kind of sounds fun. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. No, it does. But it it sounds like I remember, like, in high school, we would tailgate concerts all the time. Especially amphitheater shows. part of it. Oh, yeah. You would go there and go, like, two hours early just to hang out with your friends in the parking lot and see different groups of people. And underage drink. Oh, yeah. Let's be real. Honestly, 2021, let's bring back tailgating concerts. I mean, I'm down. It sounded awesome. I don't know if they limited the amount of cars and stuff. Yeah. But 
it sounded super cool and it was like a fun safe thing and it was a way to like see a show and my stepmom said it was like it was awesome that sounds awesome that's really cool I didn't even know he did that yeah so like I mean I think there's workarounds I don't think it'll replace being in an arena right right? with like a bunch of people but still it's a way to like go see live music yeah so like I'm kind of curious because I've been like talking to different friends and I want to get your opinion on it when is your prediction when we will see a first uh, like our first live show back like Mm. do you think it's going to be this year or in 2021 I I kind of feel like it's going to be early 2021 yeah just because I think people are going to be overly safe and like no one wants to reschedule a tour that's going to have to be rescheduled again. So I think they're going to like probably right. overshoot it a little bit. That's so sad to think about. But mm. I, I do think that that's probably going to be the case. Right. It's going to be like a minute yeah. before we see it. Which is just such a bummer. Hmm. But we'll get there eventually. So your comment about David Ryan Harris really sent me on like a mental journey. And I'll tell you how I got here. So David Ryan Harris made me think of John Mayer. John Mayer made me think of the fact that I just read Jessica Simpson's book, Open Book, which (laughs) I've been meaning to talk to you about. Oh, I can't wait to hear. I've been reading like a maniac in quarantine. I'm on my 17th book of the year. Actually, I just finished my 17th book of the year. I'm starting my 18th book of the year. My Lord, Wow. I'm out of control. So the second to last one I just read was Open Book by Jessica Simpson, which is not something that I would probably generally read. I didn't even follow right. Jessica Simpson on Instagram or anything. I kind of, she's just somebody that like, I definitely loved back in the day, but I kind of forgot about her. And right. I had heard some people say that her book was actually really good. People whose opinions I respected. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but like sometimes I just need an easy read. And right. celebrity yeah. memoir is like perfect for that. So I read it and I probably read it in like two days. It was pretty good. What was most interesting about it was listening to her talk about her coming up in pop music at the same time as Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. And Ooh, I'm curious to hear yeah, this. Yeah, and it, it's so weird for me to think back on because I feel like in my memory, it was like Britney and Christina were the first two. And then there was a second wave a, a while after with Jessica and yeah. Mandy Moore. You know? Ooh, yeah, that's fair. But I didn't really, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they were pretty close together, but like I didn't lump them together in my mind. But Jessica was talking right. about how when she was young, she also auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club, which is where a ton of celebrities got their start. As most people know, that's where Britney Spears started, Christina Aguilera started, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling. So she auditioned with that whole crew of people. So she met them all when she was like eight or nine years old. Right. And she didn't make it. But she, like, kept in touch with all of them. Not kept in touch, but she, like, remembered them and kept kind of seeing them around at different things. And so when she was fine, when she finally got her record deal when she was a little older, it was, like, right when Britney had started and right when Christina had started. And they both were obviously in a very similar style of music. And her label really wanted, like, all the labels that she was shopping at we're like sorry we Mm -hmm. already have britney or we already have christina or we already have somebody who's exactly like them and we don't want to compete with those artists so like we can't take you on 
as an artist right now. Ah, uh, so she was compared yeah. to them essentially, yeah. right? And like started body dysmorphia super early on because they wanted her to look like them. And she grew up in like a very super Christian household with like a pastor dad. And so they were wanting her to wear like crop tops and low rise jeans. And she was like, eh. <laughs> like, I don't, that's not really me. Yeah. But then right, right, right. listening to her talk about meeting Nick Lachey was wild. Did you, I didn't realize he was seven years older than her. I did not know that either. And I don't know how they met. How did they meet? They, I think they met at like some like industry party. Huh. It might've been like her record release or like something similar to that. It yeah. was just like out at a party and she thought he was cute and he like heavily pursued her because he really liked her obviously because she was seven years younger than him and like a young hot blonde but he i didn't i didn't right. realize that like 98 degrees was successful long before jessica simpson because she was like i was intimidated because he was this pop star boy band guy and then whenever she started becoming successful that's like when their relationship started going downhill because he couldn't really handle not being like essentially the breadwinner, but it's like less about money, more about popularity. Yeah. Random. That's funny you say that because I guess in my mind, I just lump all of them together. Like I lump 98 degrees, like O-Town, mm -hmm. Jessica Simpson, somewhat Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, but like that era all in one like portion of my yeah. life. Right. Right. And I don't really separate it. I agree with you. I guess in my mind, like, Brittany, Christina, Justin. But I put them on another level just mainly because they all kind of had longevity. Yeah. Like, if totally. that makes sense. But I lump that time frame all together. Yeah. And I remember, like, being obsessed with their show because I thought it was the funniest thing It was thing hilarious. Ever. Oh, it was and so like, good. spoiler alert, interesting tidbit about that too is she talked a lot about how after the first season of that show started, like their relationship went super downhill and they were having a bunch of issues. And so they would like want Jessica to do stupid stuff and like act dumb. And because she wanted the cameras to leave because she didn't want them catching them fighting or whatever, she would just do whatever they asked just to get them to leave. So that's a big reason why she looked so stupid on the show is because she would just like play along with what they wanted her to do because she would rather that's look funny. dumb than have them catch her like questioning Nick about some girl he was talking to or like get in a fight about something stupid on camera. Right. That's so funny though, because like didn't her like when she acted dumb and she was like, Yeah, it's like chicken. Yeah, the that was real. <laughs> or whatever. Like Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause she like got a major sponsorship. Oh, for sure. out That's of it. like still a thing for her, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I remember like hearing that and then I was like, Oh, but she wasn't playing when she did. That. Yeah, that was serious, I think. She's definitely ditzy, <laughs> but <laughs> she played into it for sure. Got it. But I didn't realize too that she dated John Mayer unless I just totally blocked it out of my memory. What do you mean you didn't realize she dated John Mayer? I guess I Mayer. forgot. I don't know. Did you know that? What do you, how did you? Yeah, because of his Playboy interview. He called her sexual Yeah, I kind of remembered that, but I guess I just didn't like look at it as like a long, like a relationship. I don't know. I guess I think I, I blocked mean, it out out of jealousy. I feel like he detailed like how he was addicted to having so sex with her. Very publicly. He definitely did. Okay, but the most shookworthy thing is that I realized from <laughs> this book that he wrote Heartbreak Warfare about her. And the line, which is my favorite, and I told you this already, but like my favorite line in the world, drop his name, drop his name, twist the knife again. Yeah. It's about freaking Nick Lachey. Yeah. 
But why is it about Nick Lachey? Because wasn't their relationship over? Like hers so and Nick? It was. But they they had already gotten a divorce when she started dating John Mayer, obviously. But John Mayer yeah. always wanted her to play music with him, which totally tracks because if you think about it, all the musicians that he's dated, he's made music with. He did a song with Katy Perry. He did a song with Taylor Swift. Like, that's his thing. And so he yeah. wanted her to make music with him and she never would. A, because I think she was intimidated by him just because of his nature but he's also like very smart and like very well versed in theory and stuff and so I think she was just intimidated by him but also she was like I made music with my husband that was what I did with Nick and like it did not work out well for me so like it just brings back bad memories to be making music with somebody that like I'm interested in because it didn't go well for me the last time so she would never play music with him but every time that she would bring his name up he would like get really mad and jealous this is what she said in the book weird okay so it makes sense and she talks in the book a lot about how she had a drinking issue she would drink red wine a lot and also had issues with ambien because since she was like a kid she's never been able to sleep well so red wine and ambien you're talking shit again is jessica simpson like there is no denying wow that's kind of crazy, too, because on that record, he also had the Taylor yeah. Swift song. So for him, during that same period, was Jessica Simpson and, and Taylor Jennifer Swift. Aniston. Cue Britney wow. Spears' womanizer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. So the book overall it was. was good. It, it made me... It's kind of funny to read because I read the entire thing in her voice. You can just hear her voice so clearly. But it was good. Like, it was interesting to hear background stories on a lot of things that I just assumed I would never get answers on. It's like I never thought I would hear Jessica talk about the Rolling Stone article that John May did about her. I never thought I would hear about, like, the background behind what was going on on Newlyweds. I never thought I would hear her talk about, like, how she met her current husband. So, like, it's interesting to get background stories on that. And just as somebody who loves 90s pop and everything that comes with it, it was just interesting to hear her story coming up. There were a few moments where I like teared up because she talks a lot about like she especially has had a lot of issues with media outlets talking about her body in a super negative way. And like anytime she would gain like five pounds would like call her whale Jessica and stuff in the press or no, they called her jumbo Jessica. Yeah. And like Googled the photo that they because there was like a famous photo. It was like a little while after her like first rise of success and she like was out of the public eye for a little bit. And then the first photo that she came back with, she was singing at this chili cook-off. And there's a photo that they printed in all these magazines because she was wearing mom jeans. And they called her Jumbo Jessica. And I looked at the photo. Justine, if that was in a like, magazine now, they would be like, look at this skinny legend. Like, she's tiny. But at that time, yeah. they were just like, and like, she's a tub of lard. Wow. I mean, that's also like, I'm sure that that has an impact too, right? That she like covered... Because she came up, like, she was so young mm-hmm. when she started. To have that continue has just got to be yeah. a lot. Well, and, like, if you think about your body when you were 18 versus now, of course it's different. Like, that's just science. That's how the world works. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, unfair yeah. expectations for celebrities and, like, musicians totally. and whatever, actors, the whole the whole crew. Yeah. Entertainment and now, I mean, I just feel like our society is so different now where, like, I don't feel like it's 
just not cool to talk about people's bodies. And I feel like just the way that we talk about people has changed so much that like, I don't think that would really, I mean, the National Enquirer would probably print that, but like any other like noteworthy publication wouldn't be able to say that without getting so much backlash from people because it's just not okay anymore, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. I think, like, as a society, we've come a long way. But still, I mean, like, that's interesting to hear. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? In terms of her first-person voice and, like, detailing everything. You should definitely read it. I think you would like it. I will. I, like, so I'm going through a pile of books right now, but my next up on my music book is the Elton John biography, which I've heard good things about, so I'm hoping it's really good, and I will report back. Um, I have not been reading as much as you have. I'm, like, very blown away that you've read 17 books thus far. It's not that's natural. Insane. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. But that's well, incredible. I honestly, I'm somebody who, like, as of three, before, honestly, before I got my Kindle, I would read, I would be lucky to read one whole book in a year. I just wasn't a reader. Yeah, but the, but the really Kindle is a game. But now I've just gotten, it, at first it was the Kindle that, like, changed things. But now I'm just in a rhythm of it where, like, I just don't watch TV as much. It just doesn't hold my attention as well because I get so distracted and I'm like on my phone or I'm like online shopping on my computer and cleaning my house while I'm watching. So I just can't focus and get invested in stuff. But I feel like when you're reading, it's like it takes your whole attention. So yeah, yeah. because you have to process. Wait, have you seen this article? This came out like a while ago, like maybe even at the end of last year. But there was this whole article talking about how some people can't imagine pictures like when they're reading they don't picture scenario like there's just nothing in their head like do you know what I mean did you see this I didn't see this article but I'm trying to think now if I picture pictures yes like do you I do and like when I'm reading I can hear a voice oh this is what it's like basically do you have an inner voice because some people when they're reading or when they like have thoughts it's not them talking to themselves in their head which like I have an internal monologue all the time I am constantly hearing a voice whether I'm like if I'm reading something I'm like (laughs) hearing it in the voice of like whoever I'm like imagining is reading it if it's my own thoughts it's my own voice do you have that I don't know I don't know find this article and send it to you yeah yeah I can definitely see you (laughs) having one what does that mean mean? no like you know what I mean though no I just like I could like you're creative so like I don't I don't know that means you don't then like, does that mean no, like, not I'm at boring? all? It's just like apparently it's just like a fundamental thing. Like you either have it or you don't. I just assumed that everyone had that. So when I was reading this article, I was like, "What?" Like, I definitely, if I, I don't know that I would hear the voice. Like, for example, I'm trying to think. Like, I read Mindy yeah. Kaling's book, and I didn't necessarily like it because I feel like it read how she spoke and or how she speaks and I don't think I don't necessarily I find her sometimes annoying okay that's that's insulting to me because I feel like I am the same as her (laughs) no I don't think you are well I don't find you annoying so for whatever that's worth but like I read Tina Fey's book and I really like Tina Fey and heard her voice through it but it's not that I was like necessarily imagining her voice you might not that makes sense I don't know like do you hear voices? Yes. <laughs> I know that. No, it that doesn't. Sounds stupid, it sounds crazy for hear- me to say that. Yes, I do. But like, yeah, I do. For example, when I was reading Jessica's, like, I could hear her reading it out loud in my head. Like, I could hear the way that she like would use her inflection and like her tone of voice. I could hear that in my head. I mean, 
Okay, so I'll give yeah. you another example. And I know we're going down like a rabbit hole, but like I'm I'm reading the book you recommended a while back. Oh yeah, Shake the Sleeping Self. And I could picture him like biking down a mountain when he's talking mm-hmm. about like the vistas as he bikes. But I don't. I don't. Okay, hear I think his you voice. don't have an inner monologue. Okay, this is what this article says. A lot of people. You, this is from okay. HowStuffWorks.com. So like how reputable this is, I don't know, but it says. A lot of people use language-based chatter to organize and focus their thoughts. However, it turns out that some people don't have this inner kind of monologue at all. Instead, they may rely more on visualization, for, ex- for instance, seeing themselves buying milk at the store. Other- others employ a combination of these mm. techniques. People on both sides of this inner monologue divide have a hard time imagining another way of being. Interesting. So it I sounds don't, like you I don't know, Lauren. I think I visualize. I don't think I hear the voice. I see though. both, I think. But I I mean, does this come down to like what type of memory you have? Because like I can remember things better as pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like directions, right? Like I can't tell you what street to turn down, but if I see the street, I know yeah. to turn down that street. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know if that's the same thing. I don't know. It's just so weird for me to like so like during your day. As you're doing things, like if, if you're at home on a Saturday and you're like cleaning your house, are you like talking to yourself like, okay, I'm going to do this and now I'm going to do this in your head? Or is there just like no voice, no inner voice? I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I have my list that I run through, but I also talk to my dog. <laughs> I do. I know that that sounds No, crazy, I don't blame you. I, I would do. Too. I get that. I don't think you so, have an inner like, voice. This is so interesting to learn. Like- when I'm debating something, I'll like think well, yeah. about well, it like, in my head. Is that thoughts, an inner voice? You're not hearing yourself say it in your head. No. Okay. I definitely don't hear myself say wow. anything. Like I think about my to-do list, but it's usually like I like writing my to-do list Visualize so it. I can Okay, interesting. It. I wonder too if this has something to do with like right brain, left brain. Cause I feel like you are very I don't know. Left brain. And I am very right brain. So maybe right. there's a correlation. So it's like one's creative and one's interesting. Not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna find another article and I'll send it to you. I mean, like recap on the next episode. Weird. We investigate Weird. this a little further. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm interested to hear what yeah. you think about the Elton John book. You'll have to let me know. I will. You'll have to keep me posted on additional reads, and then we're gonna have to bring some real episodes back. To the music buzz yeah okay so if you guys have any suggestions of things you want to hear us talk about if you want to hear our thoughts on a particular subject if you want to hear us talk to somebody in particular on this podcast let us know um you can send us an email to the music buzz podcast at gmail.com or you can message us on instagram at music buzz pod don't forget to subscribe to our podcast like all comments um we're gonna be coming back in full force so um hope you missed us (laughs) because we back we back till next Uh, time um if you have anything you want us to talk about also in reference to tiktok specifically let us know we're gonna be talking about that on our next episode (laughs) okay um love you guys we'll see you next time love you mean it peace